morning, I guess we should say. <laughs> Welcome in to the Brass Ring Media Podcast, the free version of our weekly podcast. I'm Zach Haydorn. That's Tyler Sage. Welcome on into the show. It is Friday, September 29th, 2023, and uh, it's Friday morning. We rarely record the show um, in the morning time, but hey, you know, schedules are schedules and, and, and stuff happens. So here we are. Uh, Tyler, what's going on, man? Happy Friday. Hey, it's uh, it's good to be here. Very excited. Happy to have Ryan in the chat. Awesome theory. Like awesome theory. Yeah, I wonder who I look like. That guy's Ryan. got some good I, I know you'll be kind to me as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know Ryan is living to derail it immediately. You know, I think Ryan is living life pretty good right now, as he is, I would say, good friends with a lot of people that are being featured on AEW television this past Wednesday and are going to be big parts of storyline. So, um, so happy to have Ryan involved and Ryan, all that thank stuff. you yeah. for joining us. Thank you for joining yeah. us, man. It's been a bit. And yeah. Sean, as always, thank you for joining us. What's up, my friend. Good to have you here, man. Um, we got a big show today. We got a big, mm -hmm. big show. Uh, we got some things to talk about. We've got a show to preview that has a crap ton of, ma of matches on it. Um, and we're going to get all into that pretty darn quick here. Take care of some business first. This is the Brass Ring Media Podcast, and we do this show once a week for free for everybody who um, is out there that wants to check us out. It's free. We're working on the time. We're trying to figure out the time that works best with the schedule. So it, admittedly, it's moved around a little bit. Um, I do apologize for that, but we try to promote it ahead of time. But eventually, we'll land on a certain time. But you can catch us free once a week for sure, Thursday or Friday typically. Um, and then you can also catch us on our Patreon, uh, Brass Ring Media. Let's just search Brass Ring Media on Patreon. It's $4. And for $4, you get a, um, a free bonus member-only podcast once a week. You get access to all of our members-only articles on our Substack page. And you also get um, post-pay-per-view roundtables, uh, which we will have an abundance of the next uh, the next couple weeks here, including, um, including this weekend. Um, all that and access to our Discord world, which has been a really, really fun time. Um, it's four dollars. It's four dollars. So if you're listening to the show and you're wondering, hey, should I should I give him a shot? Give us a shot. I think we'll definitely uh, make sure to earn your four bucks every month uh, and give you some really good value, some really good content, and uh, you know, wrestling discourse that isn't on Twitter. And so that's that's always that's always a thumbs up. Um, so oh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Hashtag handsome for old for, for Tyler. See? There you go. And you thought he was going to be mean to you. No, I said he'd be nice. I know Ryan's always very kind with his. Oh, words. I thought I thought I thought there was a little sarcasm in your voice there. No. So, Ryan, just you're my gorgeous. You're a gorgeous man too, by the way, Ryan. I've so. got resting sarcasm voice. I would say. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um. All right, man. Well, that yeah. So let's just leave it at that. If you if you haven't followed us um, on social media, you can do so brass ring underscore media you can subscribe to our youtube channel subscribe to our Substack. we got a lot of places for you guys to catch stuff for free and um for a contribution so hopefully you guys do that um i think you'll be happy that you did with all that nonsense out of the way i guess it's not really nonsense but you know without with the propers out of the way tyler we have a whodunit going on in AEW, mm -hmm. and this whodunit has i think I, to me, it's taken on a bit of a, a bit of a life of its own in terms of like 
the possibilities, number one. Um, and really for me, like the, like the logical kind of nature of the story. Like I was really down on that, on that whole, whole angle, seemingly more so than, than most folks. Um, I got to get your take a little bit this week on the Wade Keller pro wrestling post show that you did with Wade, um, over on the torch, on the torch, uh, podcast. And you guys really nailed it down to like a, to like a, this is, this is a very interesting possibility. I just, I'm in this position of where I'm thinking like this, this can't work. Like this cannot work. Like in any scenario, like you paint any scenario. And I, I, I feel like it ends in a, in a bad place, whether it's Cole, whether it's edge, whether it's somebody else. And I think for me, I have a fundamental fundamental issue with this angle and I'll get to that issue in a minute, but I wanted to throw to you after a couple of days of it marinating, where are you at with this? You, you got yeah. I mean, right after. Yeah. So my first, right. So I'm watching the show, right. I'm doing the, I do the report for the torch um, for, for dynamite still. And so I'm watching it, I'm typing everything up. And then this, that pops up as I'm like also recording. So I record that down kind of where I am now. So I have to like finish my report, get all my recording stuff set up for Wade to call me in about two minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, this we're this is the only like a very weird <laughs> and kind of interesting episode of Dynamite to talk about. And we're going to talk about this weird shit that doesn't really make any sense. And I don't really know what to make of it because it, it felt like, I think on purpose, like it was, you know, like they'd made the joke about the, you know, take 22 collision thing with the, with the director's. Yes board thing whatever that's called the little snapper thing but it felt like that almost where it like oh this is accidentally here and wasn't supposed to be there because there was no commentary over it and everything so i was very disappointed that i was probably gonna have to talk about it for the next two hours and then way didn't even see it because he was watching late on dvr and a caller had to bring it up and i was like you know so that's my mindset of like i didn't like the angle initially wade um did a good job laying it out as he thought about it and uh i agree with him and then we kind of crystallize the whole thing there but i am all that being said i'm very curious what your take is and i'll agree go over mine after you do yours but okay. i am as close to 100 percent as i am that we are correct on this like entire story than i am with most things in wrestling you know i'm pretty tepid with being like yeah you know it could be this or that but i don't like to like live on live in absolutes right only sith do that so um but i'm like hundred percent sure that the angle that he and I laid out is the angle they're playing or else this is an absolute disaster. And, you know, I guess I'm sort of hopeful that it doesn't spiral the company. that This is some sort of Stokely and three guys you've never heard of even lessening this, this run by, by MJF that has already felt for a long time, like his post world title run. So I'm curious what you think. Is going on and if you can if you can fantasy book i'm curious what your thoughts are okay so here's okay so here's the thing so i think you guys are right in terms of and this is what i think is going on i think it's adam cole mm -hmm. underneath the, the the mask and and that's that's what it is you know mm -hmm. and i think that's where where they land and i think you know the the it's not that it's not that i don't like that you know scenario it's that the execution of that 
of that story, I think, is essentially already blown up because Jay White was the one that they that they attacked. Like to me, mm-hmm. like that's the thread that like totally disintegrates this the whole the whole story at this point. Because if you're MJF and like you just had this like deep and I wrote about this uh, for for Brassring Media on on Substack. You guys can check it out if you want to read what I'm about to say. <laughs> the mm-hmm. If you're MJF and like you're, you see the guy that just kind of like confronted you in the ring, threatened you in the ring, you know, uh, is 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 just you know, just being like just like a dick to you in in the ring, and you're a babyface. You got the crowd behind you. This guy is insulting you, and he's insulting the audience. And all of a sudden, that guy gets attacked backstage. What? Who cares? Like, if you're MGF, you're like, great, awesome. That guy's taken out. Don't got to worry about him anymore. This is this is this is cool. It doesn't like okay. Who who cares if it's and then and then so that's the first that's the first part. That's the first part. Like really, MJF the character has cheated to win his title matches. He's you know he calls the audience his pores. Like he's not like this like you know beacon of a good guy, Cody Rhodes type type baby face you know he's you know we talked about it last week and I, I argue with people about it last week like he's this kind of in a weird place with that like in terms of being this kind of cheating eddie guerrero baby face this is the manifestation of that being a problem because this mjf character to me would not care that Jay White of all people gets beaten up, but he wouldn't care if he's being impersonated for that because it's still Jay White that that's getting hit. So that's the first problem. The second problem is if it is revealed to be Adam Cole, like MJF should, from a character perspective should have even have a less problem with it because it's his good buddy, bro Chacho that's doing, you know, that's helping him out. That's doing his dirty work. And two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, Adam Cole's in the ring helping, you know, hide ring ropes and tape or whatever else that you're going to use to, to cheat, to win matches. Like, I don't see why Cole beating up Jay White is, is an issue. Like in that scenario, to me, it's like MJF heads over to Adam Cole and pats him on the back and goes, Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. So that's a, that's, that's a, that's a thing. And then, and then lastly, you know, how do I, how do I put this? MJF as, as a character just doesn't care about that kind of thing. He's learning right now on how to, how to be a friend. He's learning like what friendship means. He's like, I don't think he has this, you know, we haven't seen this layer of like, like, Oh, all of a sudden he's gonna he's gonna care about what other people think of him and care that like he beat up like the big bag Jay White heel. Like I just think that there's there's a huge inconsistency, inconsistency with that. And it all goes back to the target, which is Jay White. I think if you had this faction or this guy in the mask attack Orange Cassidy or Darby Allen or Sting or somebody that's like beloved by the fans and and everybody in the company and everybody in the audience like thinks that that was MJF who did who did that. 
then I think that's a way easier story to tell because there's some sympathy on, on that side. It's like, you feel to yourself like, wow, what a jerk MJF did this to, did this to poor old orange Cassidy. We love orange Cassidy. Like, I think it's a lot of easier story to tell with, if that is the, the target Jay white being the target doesn't pull that emotion out of, out of anybody. And so regardless of what this outcome is, and I think you guys are on the money, this is Adam Cole under there. And they're going to try to weave this into, you know, like, you know, uh, they're trying to blame this on, on MJF. My whole thing is just, it comes down to like, why, like why? And I can't connect any, can't connect any, any dots on that. Why would Adam Cole want to hide himself as MJF and attack the guy that MJF is going to fight for the title? Don't, don't get that. Like it'd be, it'd be an interesting story if he went around and just like bullied all the baby faces and was this huge jerk. And then, and then tried to frame MJF where MJF plays, tries to play the nice guy. Jay White as the subject of this, I really think is a huge, huge miss. Not to mention it undercuts Jay White as a heel too, because now he has all this sympathy on him with four or five guys like beating him up backstage on a regular basis. So it's a rant. I apologize. It's a little all over the place, but fundamentally, I just don't, this does not work. Wow. So we're on the opposite side of things for once, which is very exciting. I'm always, always look forward to this when you're you're laying it out. So obviously on paper, you're correct, right? Of the heel getting beat down by a group and that, that on paper doesn't make sense from the logic of professional wrestling. Right. But in this instance, I don't think MGF is the central character of this episode, right? Some episodes of television do not focus on your main character. They focus on your tertiary characters to build to the season finale, right? Something like that. So there's two things I think going on here, two possibilities. One is this is trying to frame doubt in our minds that maybe MJF, maybe MJF and Cole are in this together. And this is MJF's leading this group of guys who are the kingdom and beating up Jay White for trying to do what he did in the ring. And MJF's trying to play the good guy in the ring, but behind the scenes, he's still the same POS and beats people up without them seeing it. And at least of that, he do kind of a flip of white and MJF goes back to being a heel with the kingdom. And I think that's the lesser of the two possibilities here. And the other one is this is the kingdom who are making themselves look like MJF and a group of guys are beating up Jay white to convince the, you know, on television idiots that are the rest of bullet club gold. And if you're Jay white, right, you get jumped by guys in MJF masks. You don't really have much to think about it. The video is inconclusive. Maybe you don't watch it, right? Wrestlers do not watch the tape back is kind of the, the lore of wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so if you're him in that perspective, and you got jumped by guys in MJF suits and then bullet club gold guys, you know, the, the guns and juice Robinson are not the beacon of wrestling intellect. I would say from a character standpoint, right? <laughs> They're not framed as super smart guys. That's what, you know, they, they treat card blade is the number two guy in that group. I think from a booking standpoint, right? So, um, it's to convince them that they're pissed that Jay White got jumped and is now out of commission for a couple of weeks, whatever the story's going to be. They come out, they screw over MJF in that in that title match against the Righteous, and that helps the Kingdom, which is Vincent and Dutch, right? They're good friends with a lot of the guys in the Righteous. So you help them win the, the ROH tag team titles that Cole does not want to have with MJF. Now, is that all convoluted when I lay it out and it takes a minute and a half to explain it? 
yes, but that's what I think is happening here. I think just an episode to get to Cole taking everything away from MJF, starting with the Ring of Honor titles and then going to full gear between the two of them when he reveals himself. And then we'll see what happens after that. Right. It's kind okay. of the, let me, the long let me stop arc you there. Let me stop yeah. you there before we, because I, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave our yeah, you're good. audience hanging by having to remember everything at, at the end. So <laughs> if, if that, if it happens, okay. Like, I think that that's a reasonable like outcome in terms of like A to B to C very reasonable. And I think you've almost pretty much booked, booked what's going to happen here, but mm-hmm. Why, why, why does that group attack Jay White though? Like why, why, like that, this, again, that's the nugget I can't get past. Like, why not just do the angle on, on, you know, on, on, on what I guess is going to be Sunday. Like just like the Jay White thing, like why do you bring him into it at all? Like, is it to throw, like you're not really throwing MJF off the path with that. So to me, it's like, all right, you you want the feud is with them and MJF. So, how does helping MJF's opponent like get at MJF? Mm-hmm. That's well, here's the question. Yeah, I think the logical reason for it, and it's like not the most exciting. I think if you attack Jay White, if you're Tony Khan in AW, is you eliminate Bullet Club Gold as the people underneath the masks as like an option of. Jay White just got into it with MJF and now they're dressing up like MJF's group and beating up a random Orange Cassidy, whatever that, you know, whatever you laid out is like a a more logical reason. Because if there's four guys and there was four guys, right? I know there's kind of debate on the show. Yeah. 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 So if there's four guys, you're like, oh, that could be Bullet Club Gold as opposed to the kingdom. Right. And I think it's a way for smart fans. And that's who Tony Khan books for that to to tell you hey it's definitely not bullet club gold they're not beating up jay white with an extra person that you don't know and that's like a beacon for you to know that hey adam cole is not really injured he's going to be here sunday there's going to be a huge angle please buy the pay-per-view because you know he does not book for uh very on the nose stories like wwe does and i think that's a negative right for AEW, not not negative towards wwe so I, i think that's like the legitimate logistical reason why you attack jay white you take him out okay. of commission and then you also eliminate bullet club gold as people under the mask. So it gives you the two options, I guess, three options of it's the kingdom with Cole. Who's not actually hurt. And he lied to MJF, Adam Copeland and some people or Stokely and some people. Right. And both those are really bad. And I think would be an utter disaster if that's the the story. Yeah. So I think it's just to eliminate, Hey, no one's guessing it's bullet club gold. Right. So I think that was the logical reason. Plus it takes him out. And it could get them pissed off to attack MJF and cost him the title and not have to make that huge reveal. Because if the, if the kingdom comes out and screws over MJF, which they still could at the pay-per-view, you burn that reveal and you might want to save that for television or for another big episode because you have then when's full gear, like six weeks from now. It's like mid-November. Yeah. Mid-November. So yep. Yep. you might want to hold that because you're not allowed to book a AEW pay-per-view before two weeks you couldn't possibly yeah yeah so you're not allowed to book things beyond that so that's just the rules of aw so i think that's the legitimate reason is that a good reason to do that again no but i think that's the logic behind it yeah all right well i'll buy that i'll buy that i'll definitely buy that i don't know that it doesn't change my opinion on that it was that it was a good angle but i think 
at least okay that there's there's logic there i just i don't know man like i don't like what that does with with jay white like because it kind of leaves him hanging in the balance and like maybe maybe like you just and it, and it could be that like i in particular are making more of like the mjf uh jay white um you know that 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 interaction you know from wednesday mm-hmm. Where it's like you go into, the, you come out of that, and you're like, oh, all right, great. They're going to, they're going to Jay White versus MJF. Like Jay, this is an elevation of Jay White, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just not. You know, maybe it's just absolutely not that. And it's like, okay, maybe they'll have a match on TV or something like that. But it's not like this. Okay, Jay White's going from you know mid card TV title challenger to to pay per view title challenger um he's just a means to an end to like to get to get to the adam cole you know kingdom kingdom story and mm-hmm. and and so i guess yeah i guess that's like more setting expectations on on, on my part and I, and I think that like jay white obviously can bring more to the table than that but um but yeah i, I suppose that that could be a play where it's like you read into more you read into that 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 promo more than maybe you should have we should have well, yeah, like so wa- watching it live, the promo especially, I was like, oh, this is great. Like MJF just announced he's going to have a handicap match against two guys that a vast majority of the AEW audience has probably not seen wrestle one second of, right? I mean, uh, I I know Vincent and Dutch. I've seen them wrestle a lot. I think they're very good workers. But it's like from MJF to then squash two guys is like kind of on paper what you're expecting. Then Jay White comes out there. I was like, Oh, cool. They're gonna like totally scrap that and it's gonna be Jay White and MJF in the main event, and we're gonna like totally make lemonade out of this pay-per-view. And then when that yeah. didn't happen, I was like, Oh, that was weird. Like, why do you set that up there? And then it kind of makes sense when you think about it on the back end. Like the logic is kind of all over the place logic, but you can kind of do the the red the red yarn on the corkboard like Charlie Day and uh, Always Sunny, <laughs> you know that meme. So yeah. it's kind of the mind of Tony Khan, it seems like, right? Have you ever seen the thing of like a spider making a web on different drugs and it's like you know uh marijuana no drugs alcohol cocaine caffeine and caffeine is the one that's the most crazy of the of the thing look it up after this it's very interesting oh, no. huh. um but like ca- the caffeine one is the one that makes the least amount of sense and is absolutely wild that's kind of the logic i would say is is what's going on here but to me it signaled still even this moment that if we're going to go the, down the middle where it's the kingdom and adam cole taking on mjf if MJF conquers that mountain, then Jay White's going to be there to probably defeat him and be that next champion. They're just like signaling to the audience. Cause like the one thing Tony Khan does do is chooses his world champions, like 18 months in advance. Mm-hmm. To me, that was this of like, Hey, he's performed in the ring, this promo. If, if he knocks out of the park, like this guy's going to be a world champion in 2024 for my company. That's more what I got as opposed to it happening right away. I don't think it's going to be a, random tv match against mjf i think it's just a signal to us as the audience of hey this guy's important i know he hasn't been in huge huge stuff but like he's spending time across mjf like adam cole like cm punk like very few others have gone toe-to-toe with him in that ring yeah. it just, i think it was a big signal on that front yeah yeah man i just i look yeah you make it you make a good case and i think you found you found logic there for sure I just don't know. And I'll just ask you straight up, like, 
Mm-hmm. Does that make this a good angle for the players involved? Does it make it a is it a good angle for MJF? Is it a good angle for for Adam Cole? Is it a good um, you know kind of spark that lights the the Adam Cole MJF feud based on what they've what they've done to this point? That's where I that's where I waver. Even okay, like you you answered the logic questions and the why. Um, but I still don't look at this as like, oh man, that's good. Like that's good stuff. Like I just I kind of look at it as like, uh, like MJF is, you know, he's being like impersonated like backstage. Like why is Cold doing that? Like like, um, does it? We have in the in the comments here from Sean. Does it ultimately put sympathy on MJF? Like does it need to put sympathy? on MJF like and same thing with Adam Cole is it lower Adam Cole to be with with the kingdom and maybe Cole can lift the kingdom up as as Sean mentions here but like I just don't know that I look at this and go oh man I can't wait to see what happens like I just I think yeah it's just a little and and again and I want to like fully like put this out there too it's chapter one it's one chapter you know like so there's a lot of chapters left to go and so we'll see what happens for sure. And I'm definitely willing to see it play out. I just don't know that I liked like the first toe dip into this. And if it plays out exactly as you've said, I don't know that MJF and Cole are in a better place. And I don't know if their feud is as, as hot as it could be, but we'll see. What do you think? Like when I asked you that yeah, I mean- questions, like, are you, no, Zach, come on, this is going to be great. Or is it like, like where are you on on kind of that part of it logic aside yeah no i'm i'm more with you on the logic i mean on the the does this work aspect right of like right now i'm willing to let it play out i guess is where i am slightly um but i do think right now you the best course for this feud would have been for them to lose the roh tag team titles at all in and have that be a wedge between the two and then cole cole gets beaten by mjf and then turns on him and you have a match at maybe this, maybe this show, maybe not all out, but you know, the pretty straight down the middle would have been better for the feud. In my opinion, than all of this, I'm just, I was just trying to lay out like what I think is happening mm-hmm. and why it yeah. can yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. to be laid out. But like, yeah, if it plays out and it works and it heats up the kingdom as a good heel faction and it makes MJF gives him that like second big win. I mean, he's got him, you know, right now it's, the match against Danielson is the biggest, you know, best story of his title reign. Mm-hmm. And if you get through this thing with Cole and, you know, it, it's a good match and whatever, and then you can move on to the next thing, you know, it's fine. It just feels like you almost have to go bloodline length on this thing at this point to make it justified to not do the normal story that you were laying out that you pivoted on because you liked working with each other so much. Yeah. So to do like the fake injury and all that stuff is like, also, I don't, I don't know if people have been talking about it, but like, I don't really ever love that, especially a guy who seems injury prone. And that was like going to be a like a big story about Cole coming out of this is that he's like the new CM Punk where you can't stay healthy. Like to play up to that, I don't love either because now just like whenever you fake big injuries like that, I know he's a heel or going to be a heel when he does it. But like, you know, that's something you can only play like once every five years, I think to not have it be totally worthless and actually believe people are hurt when they say they're hurt. So I think that's also another thing that is not really beneficial for, but we'll see. It could all play out and be the best angle in AEW history. And, you know, I wouldn't put money on that, but I think, you know, they're putting the effort into it and the storytelling that they don't usually do. 
Because, like, yeah. what is the best, like, long-term story in AEW history right now? I know it's not Paige and Omega, like people would like to make it out to be. Um, no, no, no. So, well, I mean, it might so be you know. the best to this point, but that doesn't mean it's yeah. it was good. Um, yeah. do, do you so so Adam Cole? I mean, like, we'll see. We'll see. There was some news that broke yesterday, Fightful, that uh, that Cole is hurt, like that he is injured and is going to go have surgery. Um, <laughs> I, man, for their, for fightful sake, I hope they, I hope that's true because you don't want to be a pawn in like, you know, television storylines for, for wrestling companies. Um, yeah. But why would you not have gotten, why would you wait weeks to get surgery? I mean, maybe you're getting a second opinion. I guess that's yeah, you, Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, that, there, was, that yeah. there was news that came out yesterday. Now, I, I mean, you could still do this exact, what you laid out. It doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. it does, they don't have to pull the trigger on that angle like Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. you really, you don't. I mean, like, I think it's less effective if you don't. Um, but yeah. if he's really hurt and you know you're going to get him back though in four weeks' time, and you can still do, you know, the angle with, uh, you know, with and, and still get to the landing point of a match with MJF at full gear, you know mm -hmm. that you you can wait, but. That's a lot of weeks to have to like, I mean, good grief. <laughs> I, I don't know that I want to see, you know, masked guy beating up different people for four straight weeks. Like, like just to, to keep everybody, you know, um, to keep that story on the front lines. So, yeah. you know, you kind of hope that Cole, obviously you hope that Cole's not injured and that this is a work. Fightful will regret posting that story for sure. If that's the case, but, um, but yeah, so you I mean so you're of the mindset that he's just not hurt. I mean, or not certainly, hurt badly enough to to be to be to miss time. I mean that man. We'll see. I just like Red. If you're going to do that angle, to have him not available, then just makes it. I don't know. Just just kind of kills all the momentum that you could have there. And maybe that's why you have Jay White in there is to have give him another big time opponent to work through at a pay per view. You know, you can work him at full gear, and then you hope he's ready for whatever the January pay per view is going to be, right? I, you know, Tony Khan denied it, even though he's had six pay per views in six months to end the year um, between <laughs> Ring Honor and AEW. So call out that well, bullshit. But here, okay, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, man. Yeah, like Jay White. I mean, you you could be onto something there. Like if Cole is hurt, and that fightful report is accurate, and and look, like Sean Ross Sapp puts out accurate stuff. I mean, there's no reason to like not believe, you know, his reporting Like he's usually not irresponsible with that. The, you know, you, there could be a scenario here where like they really try to, to point out um, like they really try to like, like emphasize Jay White very much thinks that, that, um, that the person beating him up was, MJF and would you buy that or like would the story there be that nobody buys it and Jay White's the heel because he's the only one that does you get what I'm saying yeah I like, mean yeah that's like if you thought mine was convoluted then we we're like really going like two degrees farther I mean 
But like, wouldn't that make? I mean, like, then then he could at least stay a heel because it's like, no, mm-hmm. Jay. Like, I mean, he's kind of like this big idiot at that point because nobody in their right mind believes that that was MJF. I mean, clearly. Yeah. So, I hope they don't go down that road because that pains MJF as a really like kind of like out of touch, you know, stupid heel, um, and he's anything but that. So I hope I hope they don't go. I hope they don't go that route where they really lean into like, oh no, 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 that was MJF. MJF, I want to match against you because that was you. Like, eh, I, I'd be I'd be really hesitant to pull the trigger on that too. Yeah. And uh yeah, Ryan's comment here. I just was looking at that the the tweet Britt had had. I don't know if you saw that tweet. I did posted yes. like an X-ray. So I hope for her sake as a medical doctor, she wasn't using someone else's X-ray that she could get a hold of. Because that's a HIPAA violation, and that would not be good for her medical degree. So that would be no. like going far. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Even like the wrapping looked like fake to me. So I don't know. I guess I could get worked here. But yeah, like you said, I'm gonna lean towards Fightful is has correct reporting. I didn't click on the Patreon to to read the sourcing on it. If if they're just working other people behind the scenes, and that's all we have, I don't know. You know, but like. That's yeah. That's like a we're not seeing Cole till like, you know, all all in, all out next year, basically. If that's the case, yeah. I don't know why you why you do a whole angle and your your thing there makes sense, but even then, it's like you know, makes I guess sense, but it's not thing, good. Yeah, because then what is MJF going to be taking on Taven and Bennett and you know Roddy singly? Um, you know that doesn't yeah. that doesn't scream main event from the way they're presented, and it's just like the one thing. I mean, I think Cole's involved still. But it's like, you know, because they wouldn't show him walking off with those guys if they're not, you know, you don't show something like that without doing it for a reason, right? So I guess I'm oh, just yeah. kind of all over the place here. And with AEW, they've not earned my um, respect to think that they have this all thought out and they're not just totally, um, you know, flying by the seat of their pants and they're going to have a big angle and then it leads to nothing. And then we wait six months for it to re-energize but like you don't want to reveal this and then have the kingdom out there on their own because you got to keep them strong if cole's not there to guide them like just re-debut them when that happens i don't know it's it seems like a mess now that now that, that this seems i was totally i was off squared circle for like a day and now that i'm back <laughs> while you're talking i'm like oh my god this is a disaster i thought it was actually like a well a well done fake injury and it was gonna make cole look like a total heel so now i'm now i'm not as sure so that's uh <laughs> Well, hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I, I just, it's, it's fundamentally, like, I just, I, I think that, like, you know, if you're AEW, you don't, you can just be simpler with this stuff. Like, I, you know, if, if in a lot of ways, like, it's like, okay. Let's say you're gonna do this angle with with. Let's say you're gonna do this exact angle with Adam Cole, you know. But then he gets hurt. It's like you you pivot. Like you have to pivot to something more logical. So it's like, okay, we want to do this angle. Well, look, now we can't do it, so we have to do something else. So let's just heat up Jay White. There you go. Put him in the ring together. Two guys with microphones. Boom. Now you go and you move on and, and and you do the simple thing, which in this case might be, okay, Bullet Club jumps MJF before the match with the Righteous and MJF is a stubborn fighting babyface who goes out there and tries to win the match anyway, gets screwed, loses the titles, 
And now he's on the path to face Jay White at, at full gear. And yeah, is that cute? Is it like, does it have like all these different potential like layers and we're not sure about this guy. We're not sure about that. And who did this? No, it doesn't have that, but it has good guy versus bad guy. It has some heat. There's some stakes on the line and that is pro wrestling. And I think like you can just do that if you're AEW and just go that route. And if Cole's not hurt, it's like, just have a wrestling angle. Like just have them screw over uh, you know, or they lose the match and Adam Cole gets pissed. And like, you just go from there. I think like you have to like walk before you run on some of this stuff. And it's like, I I don't think you have your characters in a position where they can like take on like angles with shades of gray because they're not defined. Um, they're not defined well enough. Like, and, and I think to make a lot of this work, you really have to have like defined characters and, and you know healthy talent and sometimes the answer isn't let's just plow through it's you know let's pivot to something that can that can work and 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 sell some tickets and i don't know i don't want to be like that like old crotchety guy in the room being like ah back in my day we used to just sell some tickets and put butts in seats like i don't like that's that's you know that's not my style but like Mm -hmm. sometimes it calls for this and and like i just I think that this is messy, no matter what way they go. Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll have more clarification after Sunday, at least to see who screwed MJF out of these titles. You know, also, I think logically in wrestling, if you're going to have tag team champions, yeah. like any any tag team champions together should be able to beat a world champion two-on-one without any sort of BS, right? That, that yes. seems like a pretty sound logic for your booking your promotion, right? If you had a UFC tag team division, which would be crazy and not healthy for anybody. But if you had that, <laughs> like those champions, even if like the different weight classes would be able to beat, you know, another singles world champion because they're all badass fighters, right? Yes. So that's yeah. like to not have that too, to need like all this stuff, it also hurts those titles that you've been trying to elevate for some reason. So yeah, it's just not not good. But hey, the the brown table. On Sunday night, Monday morning, whenever we record that, will be uh, can't miss because we will. Yes. Either Tyler will be crestfallen that this is like total BS, and he went on a limb and tried to Bray Wyatt this thing. <laughs> R.I.P. But you know, Bray like explain the Bray Wyatt thing as why you like it, why it can be interesting, and then it kind of falls apart, or it might be interesting and we don't really know, and we're you know, curious about what's going to come next. And, you know, we'll see what happens on collision too. We might get some more clarification there. That'd be nice yeah. to tell stories from dynamite to collision before pay-per-view. But yeah, I think the, uh, the post, the post pay-per-view round table will be must listen to. So very excited for that. It's going to be must listen. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Uh, we will usually have the show posted either, you know, uh, late after the show on Sunday night or um, sometime on, on Monday morning. Um, okay, speaking of, speaking of, we'll see how that goes, but let's um, let's pivot and, uh, and wrap up the show here previewing um, AEW Wrestle Dream, the first of its kind, a new addition to um, the, uh, the AEW pay-per-view calendar. Um, so let's talk about some of the matches here. Like, there are a ton of matches on the show. I mean, like, a lot. 
Way too many. I'm going to count them out loud here. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. Hold on. I miscounted. There's so many. One should, should two, be 10. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, 10. Thank you. 10 matches on a Wrestle Dream card. A lot of them, I think, need time you know like i think a lot of these matches like need time so i think we're looking at a at a long at a long night mm-hmm. here tyler um what's your sense of the show o- overall now i mean we got collision that still has to happen so there's obviously that com- some build can take that needs to take place or that may take place on that show not a lot is announced for that show as uh as uh, uh sean is pointing out here collision looks rough right now yeah it does um but what's your, you know, as a company that's introducing a new pay-per-view brand, like, is this something you're high on, low on, mid, where you at? Yeah, I mean, uh, if this is on like a streaming service and I have to pay $50, I would be more pro it, right, in general, to have more matches. But All Out kind of frames my opinion here of, I think it's more of that, where you have a very poor build to a, a show that doesn't look like it is a must buy and then it ends up being you know a really well worked match almost top to bottom it's kind of how i feel which is kind of AEW in a nutshell that they don't really know how to build stories tell stories on a consistent basis up and down the card um but their work rate in the matches you know unprecedented but as you've laid out many times you can also you know find that every night of the week um in yeah. fact puts on really good stuff too but we're not talking about it um so it's uh it's something like, you know, it's it's like that. And it's like, you know, we don't spend too much time on all these matches. You know, I think we can pick winners and maybe talk about some things if you want to. But I think that if you're selling the show, it's good work rate. You you better like a Zack Sabre Jr. style match. Yeah. If you don't, then you're probably not going to like it because you're going to get about 35 minutes of that kind of match between him and Danielson. Um, besides that, you'll probably get a big angle in the MJF storyline and you might see Adam Copeland. Like that's kind of the selling point of the show. And I guess an Antonio Inoki tribute, which is the whole reason for the show existing though. I haven't really seen any sort of clear clarification on what that means, but you know, I guess if you're into that as well, then that is something to sell you on too. But some matches that will be there will appear. Um, you know, for me, I'm actually the most excited about the, uh, the Christian and Darby match, the two out of three falls. I think they could be really fun in Seattle. And then I think Swerve and Hangman are going to deliver in the ring, even if their build has not been perfect. So those two matches I'm excited for. That sells it for me. I'm not the biggest Zack Sabre Jr. fan in the world. I think he's talented. But I think that is really, really tough. Like him and Jonathan Gresham, I put in the same boat of you watch a 25-minute match between those guys and somebody else, and it can get pretty boring in the middle. So we'll see what happens with that. We will. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I like what they did on some of these uh, to build some of these matches um, on on Wednesday night. Um, but for as much as I've liked <clears throat> some of that, it, it, I was flabbergasted that they didn't touch other matches. And the main event mm. is Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. Um, you commented a little bit on uh, on ZSJ right there. I, I. I, look, I like this match. Like, I'm excited to watch this match. I mean, it's been a long time since these guys have been in the ring together. I like this style, you know, probably more than probably more than you do, but it's still not my favorite, you know, my favorite style in the world. But they're going to have to do a lot in that match to, like, 
make it main event worthy to make it $50 mm-hmm. main event worthy, like as a main event on this show, like they have a, I think they have a huge responsibility to make that match really, really great. And to live up to like the dream match status that they're just kind of throwing out there to have it sell itself. Um, I hope that, you know, dynamite or excuse me, collision is kind of Brian Danielson show at this point. So, um, that still has to happen. And so I hope that we get something from Danielson, like something from mm-hmm. him either in the ring on the mic or backstage or something where he kind of just lays out like the significance of this and what it means to win and why he wants to win. It's just like the match needs that for as good as it, um, I hope it is. I still think it very much, very much needs that. The, what I, the, what I did like, you know, on Wednesday night was I real the, uh, the, the Swerve Strickland, Adam Page, stuff I thought was really well done. Like I, I, I thought Swerve, um, I just liked his presence out there. Like I really liked the fact that he kind of carried himself as this like top star and he, and he just, he had like this like ruthlessness to like how he talked to, to Adam Page that I thought was really effective. Um, Page continues to kind of waffle for me like back and forth like yeah okay like we kind of we care about you now but like you're not around and like i don't i just i don't know i people i mean you can make the argument that like oh that's his character right like that he's the the millennial cowboy and he's this and he's that and it's just like i don't i don't find that compelling as like a wrestling baby face like i don't want to watch mm-hmm. that wrestling baby face i want to watch yeah you know, Steve Austin wrestling babyface or Rock wrestling babyface. Like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily watch some guy, you know, kind of work through, you know, his uh, millennial years on TV. I just don't find that as like a compelling babyface, even though I get that that's kind of what they're what they're going for. Um, but I, I thought that he was effective in the promo, though, opposite opposite Swerve, and they really took a match that like that I thought was kind of like random, like thrown together. And you can say to yourself when they made it, like, oh, this is a good, this will be a good match. But they turned it into something that I think has meaning now. And believe it or not, you know, you put the guys in the ring and you have them talk about what the match means. And all of a sudden, the match has a little bit of juice. And I thought they did a really nice job with that, with that promo segment. Did you like it? Oh uh, yeah, I was a little more down on it than you. I, I seem to be in the minority there. But yeah, I think you hit the page stuff correctly that he's just like you know i almost want him at this point to say like i have depression and i'm like getting i'm in therapy and i'm whatever like i think that's a more compelling character to just like say what's going on as opposed to beating around the bush that's up to him to do or not but like people talking about mental illness and how they deal with it i think is more beneficial for that character and for just people that are listening that want to you know, there's probably wrestling fan dealing with depression that would hear that and be like, oh, my God, this guy who I've been following in love, he was like going to therapy and is on antidepressants now and it's working for him. Like, maybe I'll try that. Like, that is like not a small thing. I think that could be a, a good way for that character if he's willing to do it. Right. I'm not going to force yeah. it on anybody. But um, and Swerve, like I'm a big Swerve guy. I think we're probably the biggest Swerve. We're a Swerve podcast, essentially. This is almost Swerve ring media, right? So, um, <laughs> yes, it but is. Uh, de- definitely needs to win. I didn't love his delivery all the way through. It felt like, you know, he kind of stopped and started. He did like kind of that maniacal Joker laugh when he was kind of, I don't felt like he needed to say something, but like, you know, him saying like, I make enemies every day, like kind of like 
the clarity of his insanity as a character. I liked that at the end. And then Paige kind of met him in the middle there by stabbing his hand and whatever. Like, I think this is the co-main event. And I think Swerve getting a huge win sets him up in that Jay White category of like, those could be the next two guys MJF take on if Cole's out for a long time. You could do Jay White, then you could do Swerve, then he do, you know, you could do a long run with MJF here, but like setting him up as a huge baby, a huge heel, I think can work really well. And, you know, the faster you get him on his own, I think helps us also because Prince Nana was there. He even told him not to dance when they walked in there. Like that was a much better presentation for Swerve. Like, yes, be on your own. Don't have a bunch of minions that lose all the time and don't have wild entertaining character in Prince Nana. Like act like, you know, act like Swerve did whatever Swerve did there. Like that presentation, that body language is what a top heel does. And I like that aspect of it a lot. Yeah. The one thing I would say to Swerve too is, is, um, he's got to pull out like this, like crowd call to action thing. Like there was no reason to like do a call to action. Like whose house is going to be in Seattle? Like, it's like, dude, you're a heel. Like you don't need that. You don't want that. Like it totally like hurts. That hurts Adam page. Cause he's, you know, a baby face that's on weird ground anyway. So yeah. uh, And that's kind of the, like, you know, the, like the laughing thing, like you just go to a crowd response and it doesn't, you know, logically make sense. Like you almost have to be like, you know, an idiot says what, what, you know, like when people yes, battle the yes. what chance, right? Like you kind of have to you, like prove to the crowd that they are sheep and be like, hey, right. all my sheep out there, this is my house. Now repeat after me, Swerve's house, then you get a boo, right? If you like instruct them A to B to C, then you'll get booed. Maybe not in Seattle, but like that's different too. Pay-per-views, I think in AEW are just treated differently for some reason of like, you know, yeah. I think that's going to be a 75-25 Swerve crowd um during the match but as long as you get heat afterwards which i think they can do or you have him you know the bucks are not on the card they are they are they're wrestling in that thing yeah but whatever you could have and kenny's on it too i don't know you could have them attack brandon cutler or something they might get more cheers than anything anyway so never mind on that (laughs) i don't know i'd like to see like i'd like to see swerve you know look he's a heel like i'd like to see him like combat that like I'd like to see him try to fight that somehow in the match. Like and mm-hmm. like because that to me that's like part of like good pro wrestling is yeah manipulating the audience the way you want them to go and like the way you want them to feel and like the whole like the whole story of the match is is butchered if Swerve's out there getting cheered like over Page like and so and that again that may happen you know but I I'd like to see Swerve like attempt to curb that. Like if he, if he, if he can, like to me, that's good. That's good pro wrestling. That's like the art yeah. of it. Um, okay. The other thing that I liked about uh, on the build was I, I thought they, I thought Aussie open like caught, cut a pretty a pretty good promo on a Wednesday night. Am I, that was Wednesday night, right? Or was that collision that they did? That? I think it was collision. I don't remember them cutting a promo. Okay. So I think, yeah, it, it must've been collision, but I, you know, again, this is like, it was simple stuff. They, you know, FTR won their match and yeah, it was collision. It was collision. So I, I, it wasn't dynamite, but the, I like the confrontation. Like they don't have too much of a story there, but they leaned into what they, to what they do have, which is FTR beat them or, you know, and they they have the championships and, you know, look, we want to, we want to be the best and we're going to prove it. And then you have baby faces and FTR going, yeah, you better bring it. I want, we want the best, Aussie open that there is. And like, 
they stand tall and then they go their separate ways. There's no brawl. There's no fight. There's no weird guy attacking you in a mask. Like it's, it's simple, but I thought it did a nice job of setting up that match. And I, I think that's like a sneaky match of the night uh, cont- uh, contender like that FTR and Aussie open. I mean, I think that could be like a, a heck of a match when it's all, when it's all said and done. Hmm. I hope you're right. I'm not a big uh, Aussie Open guy. Yeah, you're not a big Aussie I've, Open fan. Yeah. Yeah, I've not been impressed by them and like not to be like, you know, body shaming, but like Mark Fletcher might have like the worst body in pro wrestling in 2023. <laughs> so it's he like hard be. to get past, honestly. So um, it just kind of looks like a dad, which I know is like the Dax thing. Like they are kind of mirror images, not mirror, but it's like if uh, I don't know if like Nick Young was in the cash wheeler role, they'd kind of be mirror images of like the American version and the, uh, you know, Australian version of both, both things. But, you know, FTR always deliver. I think it's a good, it's always a good benchmark when you take on FTR for a tag team to be like where you are relatively. Right. right. So I think Aussie open really need to bring it to prove that they are like a top five tag team in the company. I think they're with the company also. Like, I don't, I, so. I don't know if they're, if, you know, it's so weird. And then, you know, one thing which I'm sorry to bring it up, even like the whole New Japan rumor thing with Tony Khan. Oh, I know yeah. that would that would be like multiple episodes, but like we'll see if anything. That's another reason to maybe watch the paper. Maybe we get some clarity right. on that. But because if you look at like the uh, new era, yeah, was that you and I talking about that? Yeah, right. Yeah, we talked talking about, about the... on Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Do so much podcasting, it's hard to remember. But uh, I know I did it with you, so that was the important part. But um yeah so we'll see if we get any clarity on that but yeah it'll be a totally fine match i mean just like that like is there any match in here that's going to be bad like statlander and julia hart is probably the worst work match maybe kingston and and shibata just because shibata you have to protect so much in the ring and you'll get a lot of chops and all that sort of stuff but those two are probably the worst worked matches they could be really fun pro wrestling matches at the same time so i think there's some balance on the card because of things like that but this should be a pretty good straightforward old school tag match which is you know definitely i know you're you're looking into as well i am yes you love, I you love an old school you know midnight express type uh type tag team match which this should be so i do i do and i i hope it's like that and i hope yeah we'll see we'll see if Aussie open can hang i think they i think they can i i did you know in aw you don't get that type of promo so very often you know which is why i think it stood out to me of like wow okay they're in the ring just talking setting up this match like this is this is good now they got now they have to deliver in the ring um all right a couple more here um man <clears throat> there's there's multiple there's two multiple team matches here we've got Kenny Omega Chris Jericho and Kota Ibushi against the Don Callis family Takeshita Guevara and Will Ospreay and then you have this huge uh winner gets an AW tag team title match at any time the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers Orange Cassidy and Hook and the Guns. Um, that's a lot of talent in those matches, man. I, I, I can't help but think that that's just a lot of talent in there that just gets tucked away. Like the Young Bucks, again, like again, mm-hmm. you know, in a just kind of like, you know, these 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 um, multiple person contender matches these days are so they're, they're, they happen almost every week that it's like this is almost a meaningless match at this point you know and it's Mm -hmm. just like there they are tucked away i think you know the kenny omega match is has a lot more story to it so i'm I'm interested to see how that how that plays out but 
I mean, there's just a lot of talent that's gobbled up in these matches and it, and it's, and it's fine if this wasn't the norm. And in here, mm -hmm. you just have a lot of these, these acts just kind of tossed together because they don't have anything else to do. That's how I look at these, these multiple team matches. And I, I don't even know what to make of them. They'll be action packed and, but that's about it in my eyes. And I think, again, you can see that up and down the card whenever you want in AEW and elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's broken record here should be less matches and you can get there by yeah. not having yes. Yes. the multi you can get rid of Ricky Wheeler, the multi-man match you just brought up. I think you can also totally get rid of the TBS championship match. And I'd rather have a world, a women's world championship match in its place. You can get rid of Kingston Shibata because that's for the ROH title. You have an ROH pay-per-view in December. You can save that for right yes. there. You can take off three to four matches off the top. Right. And also it's different when you have four pay-per-views a year. Like, yes, you want to get everybody that you deem as a, mid-level top guy on the card but now you have you know you're on track to have what 10 this this year in 2023 mm -hmm. yeah or nine something like that but like you know if it's like that then just like hey leave the bucks off a show and then it's more special when they are wrestling at full gear or whatever right like yep I mean, you already signed them they're probably not going to just like walk out on you so right you know you got to kind of flex that managerial muscle if you're tony khan too which is like a problem but yeah this was six it's like six awesome, well-built matches Like going into this or seven. You know, we don't have to go full NXT, even though I'd love that. That's the best era of wrestling probably in the of this century is that, you know, takeover era of just guaranteed bangers in so two and a good. half hours. But um, if, if you can get even like halfway there, I think all these would be beneficial and people would buy them more as opposed to like, hey, there's a bajillion matches. Please buy. I'd rather have seven well-worked, well-built matches than 10. Hey, everybody's on the card. Cool. Matches. Well, what I think it just kind of like <clears throat> doesn't happen overnight, but I think it waters down the star power of these guys. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the Young Bucks in this kind of just throw together match on a pay-per-view. Okay. Like, you know, Orange Cassidy, it's like, man, comes off this hot run, you know, with the international title, big match at All Out with John Moxley, you know, comes out the week after, cuts this promo, and and, and like has all the momentum in the world. And then it's like, all right, now he's going to, you know, team with hook and like, sure. That's funny. And it's funny to watch their interactions, but it's like, that's not taking advantage of the momentum. And now he's tucked away in this match. And it's just like, uh, like that's a miss. I think, you know, for maybe the match is going to be great. I don't know, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have any meaning behind it. Um, all right. Yeah. Anything else on, uh, on wrestle dream, man, but and we'll, and we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up there. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm, uh, you know, curious. I don't know what the tickets are for it, but that's in a major stadium. That's where the Kraken play and where the future Supersonics will play, I'm assuming, when the NBA expands to 32 teams. Is that um, – oh, that's where the Kraken plays? Yeah. Okay. The Climate Pledge, I think, is where it is, right? That's the big arena yes. in Seattle. Climate Pledge Arena, yep. And they've got – so – Let me guess. Do you have it in front of you? I do. Yeah, go ahead. Tickets sold. I bet it's like 5,500. Okay. Yeah, you're right there. 5,723 tickets Ooh, sold. It's set yeah, up for, for, for 7,500. Yeah, well, that's pretty small setup as it is. So, yeah, so it's a small yeah. setup. They got almost yeah. 2,000 tickets available. And then, but see, here's this is the, this is the kicker. And I think this is the story. Mm -hmm. On January 4th, they were in the same mm -hmm. building, which is less than a year ago. Yeah. Um, for for, for a dynamite? dynamite, no less. 9,121 yeah. tickets. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's, yeah. that is almost half. 
Um, yeah. That to me is the, that's the story of the, yeah. of the tickets. Well, so. that's also like, no, no one is traveling for the show, right? Like when it's in Chicago, <laughs> yes. people are traveling. Yeah. Like there's no world title match. There's really nothing you have to see in person. That's happens too when you water down, not even the people on the pay-per-views, but when you have four pay-per-views, you have a probably 1500 people that travel from across the world to go to every pay-per-view when you have four, four a year. And when yeah. you go to 10, 11, 12, then you got the, guy with the green smiley shirt at every WWE show in the middle. But like there's like eight people that go to every WWE pay-per-view because that's yep. their gimmick in life. So yes. you're kind of getting in that capacity too with AEW having too many pay-per-views, but it's just funny. It's like, there's just like a checklist of like how to grow in the wrong direction as a wrestling company. It's just like checked every single box all the way up AEW, the extra yeah. shows, the extra pay-per-views, the, all that stuff. It's just like crazy that like be like anyone that watches wrestling and Tony Khan's a big wrestling fan. Like he would know to avoid those things, but you know, it happens when you're in the, when you're in the beast, it gets you, it seems. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, like you gotta, gotta make money, you know, I get that, but um, it's just, yeah, I think there's a, clearly there's another way to do this. And, and, and I, I think this could be a fun show. Like I'm going to enjoy Sunday night, kicking back, mm-hmm. watching the show. It's just, um, doesn't have a lot of meaning it doesn't have a lot of meaning it's especially we'll talk about it in the the patron per- portion but 90 percent of the country gets to see the epic battle between your team and the denver broncos on sunday in the afternoon slot so everyone will be coming off of that just total exhibit of great professional football to come into uh, professional wrestling so save your opinions on that for the patron show that'll be the tease yeah. there but in the patron show i'm gonna burn this hat right in my house <laughs> right now um <laughs> all right we'll wrap up it up there we're gonna go record uh record the members only show um if you like what you hear and you want to become a member we'd certainly love to have you search for us on patreon patreon.com backslash brass ring media um we've got uh free content a free podcast every single week we've got uh, specialty columns on our Substack page from me and from tyler um for our members we also have our post pay-per-view roundtable shows for our members um and also all of our members have access to the breast ring media discord where we talk wrestling and we talk football and we talk tv shows we were talking about big brother the other day in the chat it's a blast um certainly uh certainly worth it and it's fun to do it not in the twitter environment for the the pesky billionaire who wants who wants all of our uh, all of our engagement so it's four dollars guys um and we will make sure that you get your 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 money's worth on a, on a month-to-month basis without question so once again that's patreon.com backslash brass ring media um tyler thanks we'll we'll uh Thank we will uh talk soon see you guys